It's like pigs in a blanket for rich people. I thought the topic you were doing was what if CCM artists were going to make love while listening to their own music, which song would they use? I honestly, this is the truth. I don't know what this tweet is about. <laughs> well, th- that leads into my question. Is the song Jesus Freak... <laughs> is, that a, is, is that a mood killer or a mood enhancer? I refuse to co-sign on this thing that like hot dogs are a part of Americana. I just I I will not go there because hot dogs are disgusting and hot dogs are mysterious and hot dogs are gross. I'm sorry, they just are. I, it's okay. Not, it's not my fault that they serve them at baseball games and we have fond memories of cookouts with hot. They're disgusting. I, okay. Tell me if I'm wrong. What disgusts you about them? Okay, are for, you like are you like a meat snob? No. Like, do you only eat pure meat, and not like McDonald's chicken nuggets? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I well, first of all, let's let's uh, you know there probably is some kind of like weird Freudian issue here. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Also, no, there there oh. definitely is. Because <laughs> <laughs> I also hate bananas. That's well, you told your banana story, and I feel like it's kind of that's understandable. Yeah, you, you barfed up bananas. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? You had to hold the bag. Uh, yeah, or something? I was. I was in a car in the summertime, and I was too young to get out by myself, so I threw them up and had to just sit there and hold the bag of banana puke. Yeah, I don't think I would eat bananas after that either. Yeah, hot dogs. No traumatic experiences. I just got to a certain age. Where I was like, you know what, I'm a grown man. I don't have to keep up this charade anymore. Hot dogs are disgusting. <laughs> I don't mind hot dogs, but I don't want to ever eat them in a public place. <laughs> and I feel like that should be obvious. Why? <laughs> the same with bananas. I don't actually like shopping for any fruits or vegetables that are that shape. So- it's kind of a running joke. In my family, like somebody will send me a picture of them in the supermarket buying a cucumber. Like, <laughs> no. <laughs> when Danny was juicing for a little while, and cucumbers are like a big part of that. Uh-huh. And that was a real sacrifice for me to purchase cucumbers for him. Because <laughs> you want to find the biggest ones <laughs> for juicing. <laughs> Anyways, it's it's reminding me of a uh, of an Ann Voskamp tweet we may get to at the uh, <laughs> at the back end of the show. Anyways, so I don't know. So, I don't mind hot dogs. Okay, well here's the thing: hot, what what is in? Nobody knows what's in hot dogs. Who cares? Nobody knows what's in McNuggets. They're well, delicious. I, I try not to eat chicken McNuggets. Some of the same reason, because you just look at it and it's like, okay, this this is not a naturally occurring texture. That you it doesn't would find matter. You don't go to McDonald's for natural anything. You just dunk it in your favorite sauce and eat it. Okay, but with hot dogs, <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll be willing to cede the McNuggets point. I don't, I don't care about McNuggets. Okay. Hot dogs, because they, hot dogs are so cheap. Like, you know they're not putting anything even remotely 
good in them. It's just like, you know you can buy like good hot dogs like all beef. Yeah, I mean kosher. I guess we should make a uh, like a distinction between like that and like bratwurst and like like you know. Well, those are like sausages. Stuff. Yeah, but uh, I, we were in Trader Joe's yesterday because the girls have basketball practice next to where the store is across oh, town. Listen, and you don't have to justify. No, 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 I am justifying because um, it's not close to us at all. Anyways, they had hot dogs wrapped in puff pastry. Would you eat that? Like pigs in a blanket? Well, puff pastry is like <clears throat> better. <laughs> Listen, I live in the backwoods of Alabama. You got to break this down for me. What's a puff pastry? Puff pastry is like that super airy, like pastry dough. <laughs> like when you think of eating like a cheese Danish, like how the pastry dough is. Like, okay. It's like that kind of dough, but wrapped around a hot dog. So it's like a like a crescent roll, like pigs in a blanket. Exactly, okay. exactly, yeah. but nicer than a crescent roll. <laughs> <laughs> it's like pigs in a blanket for rich people. Oh, okay. basically. All right, we, yeah. we just can't call it pigs in a blanket because. But you wouldn't eat that because of the hot dog. Oh, definitely not. No, no. Hmm. Yeah. It's funny because Danny did recently tell me he thinks he's had his last hot dog and he has always enjoyed them and he had a bad one. He was doing a convention and he missed, I think there was like a subway there, which is also gross. And then hot take. um, Subway is disgusting. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why anyone would go to subway when there's a million other delicious food you can eat anyways okay so there was like a hot dog place and he said that he was so hungry but it was like gray oh. <laughs> and then he said it had the consistency of like a kitchen sponge oh. <laughs> but he ate it anyways which is just like <laughs> of course you did because you're starving and yeah I hope you lose followers because I said Subway was disgusting. We've had it with your intellectual snobbery on this podcast. Well, do you guys have Publix? Yes. Mm -hmm. So have you had a Publix sub? A Publix what? Sub. Yeah, yeah, I have. So it's like 10,000 times better. It's also like 25 bucks. No, it's not. And there's always a dollar off coupon in the little circular ad. So you can get like a full, like, full public sub which you can separate for two meals for like six bucks so okay so no hot dogs no bananas but okay but it's not just it's not just foods that are in the shape of wings that i (laughs) I have this issue with because i have similar thoughts about bologna like bologna well yeah little little hot dog ish little like what am i eating here this bologna is like they took a hot dog and flattened it out into a pancake yeah, this, and also it's gross. It feels like I'm eating the entrails and leftovers of things they couldn't make into sausage and pepperoni, <laughs> and they just threw it in a vat and cooked it down into this. Is it cooked though? <laughs> I mean, who knows? I can't. I don't even know if I've had bologna in the last twenty years. <laughs> 
Okay, so we'll see. Yeah. Those are, that's our common ground then. Is is our dis- distrust of baloney? That's what we do on fun <laughs> There we go. The time we we build there we bridges. Go. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, <clears throat> our, uh, I should point out before we go any further. I if, if this feels like a like a supercharged episode, it is because I'm wearing my fun sexy Bible time shirt. Oh, I'm wearing mine too. I wear it all the time because it's now the softest shirt that I own. It, I like. I spent a few bucks more and got the Dolman Tri Blend, and it's a great cut. It's like really like nice and not tight, which when you're 34 and four kids is good. And <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I wear it, and actually only. One person has asked me about it. My brother. I literally wore it like all day around my parents, and they did not even say like, "What's fun, sexy Bible time?" Is Which it... I don't. I think that says something about me. <laughs> like Casey will just wear random shirts. <laughs> because they had to have noticed. It's got to be just like a. They like had to have noticed. A conscious decision of, I don't want to know what that stands for. <laughs> or they're, I don't even think it's that. I think they're just like, whatever. It's Casey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, uh, I still haven't gotten one for Danny, but he wants hot pink. Oh, well, of course. He, he, wa- he wants to match the logo. Can, can, you, can you trust him, though, to turn him loose with all the kids to go shopping wearing a fun sexy bible time shirt okay okay so for all the listeners who heard my last rant about dads being called heroes for doing normal dad stuff i will give a shout out (laughs) to danny because we went skiing in january and he so patiently worked with our six-year-old to ski while I literally went off by myself <laughs> and skied. <laughs> and I just, that's like, that's commendable. That's not like your normal everyday stuff. Mm. But so shout out to Danny for being a patient dad. I bet the snow with... bunnies were just all over him. <laughs> they were. I don't know how you left him alone. <laughs> I figured I was safe. We were just wearing so many layers. <laughs> oh, okay. Trusty, trusty layers protect you from sin. It, seriously, literally. That's what I learned at Christian school. Just layer up. Because <laughs> uh, then, like, by the time you get through the layers, you're like, is this a good idea? <laughs> I mean, you're just so t- it gives you so much time to rethink it. Of like, exactly. I mean, why, exactly. Why fornicate? Like just, you know, it's just it's too much to work. Layers on. <laughs> oh, okay. So, as anybody who's heard an episode with me on it knows, I like to I like to talk about CCM music in ways that you know normally people don't think about. So, in our house, we like to just have music going. You know, just to drown out. We don't keep it on loud, but just it helps. We're all home all the time. So when we had cable, we had like a CCM station. 
but now we just use like iTunes radio. So we do like a Sarah Grove station or elevation worship station. So I was thinking like, so you got your radio on, the kids are in bed and you're on the couch and you know, just on the couch and you just start, you know, doing your thing that parents do when the kids go to bed to try and handle their lives. And I was thinking, what is the absolute worst song that could come on in that moment? (laughs) (laughs) That would just probably ruin your chances of following through. So we're talking mood killer here. Yes, mood killer. Just, yeah. (laughs) Basically, what would be the worst CCM song to try and make love to (laughs) in the background? (laughs) I know that this is a question that's been on people's minds for a while, and I'm the only one brave enough to bring it to the table. This This is your spiritual gift. So you said you had a list. Okay. I put all my time and thought into how I could introduce the topic without sounding like a crazy person. All right. Well, first of of all, you threw me a curveball here because I thought you you have so many of these topics. I thought the topic you were doing was, which is somehow even worse. I thought the topic you were doing was what. If CCM artists were going to make love while listening to their own music, which song would they use? No. Because that was definitely a topic that you brought up at one point. Oh, no, I didn't. So, <laughs> so we'll do them both. You're making that up. So we will do, we'll do them both. So you go first. Okay. So <laughs> I was just thinking... <laughs> That any song that, which is, this is going to be in a lot of them, but any song (laughs) where the word father (laughs) is said repeatedly, but I think maybe the worst would be My Father's Eyes. Oh. I think that that would just, that would just be a done, oh, nope. <laughs> Your father's watching you. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yes. Multiple meanings for that, too. Because you're thinking about, like, your earthly father, and then you're thinking, like, oh, oh, is God watching us right now? <laughs> I read some of the lyrics this morning. Hold on. It was it was good. It was like <laughs> And on that day when we will pay for all the deeds we have done, good and bad, they'll all be had to see by everyone. <laughs> um Okay. So <laughs> can you answer can you answer this new question? <laughs> Well, when you said the word father and you said repeat it over and over again, I really thought you were going to go, uh, what's the Good, good father. Good, good father. Yes. (laughs) And I'm loved by you. Uh, (laughs) 
<laughs> wow, that song now has a new meaning. <laughs> okay. That might be the answer of, of which of his own songs he would he would make love to. <laughs> Is he a father? Does he have kids? Uh, I don't know. He got married a couple years ago, so he might. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Right. So what would you say would be the worst song to uh, come on? All right, first of all, I promise you, you, at one point you launched the topic. What I know. I know I did. <laughs> so, <laughs> and as if it's you, a weird topic about CFC and music, I've probably thought of it. Okay. I, I can't defend this. It's just the thing that popped into my head. I was thinking, okay, if, if one of the members of For Him was making love to his wife, which For Him song would he want to put on? And you'd think I would go with The Ride. <laughs> but I didn't go with The Ride. For some reason, the one that kept coming into my head was Measure of a Man. Oh, my. Because <laughs> I found... What was that? The lady that I found the Measure of a Man is not how tall he stands. <laughs> how, how wealthy or intelligent you are. Yes. Yes. Thank you. <clears throat> You're welcome. <laughs> So that, now I'm trying to remember how the ride goes. It was it was not a great song. No, we did a whole musical around this in Youth Choir, around that album. Were you signing along with it? Signing? Like sign language? Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> I was imagining like a Napoleon Dynamite scene where you'd like... <laughs> no, no. Because that's definitely a youth group thing. I'm sure we did it at some point, but not for that one. Okay, the ride. I wasn't prepared for the question to take this turn. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me your other ones. Okay, uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman. I think he's getting down to King of the Jungle. <laughs> yes. Wow. I mean, he had a lot of ballads. I mean, you could go The Great Adventure... Um, but I just feel like, I mean, that's I can't King of the Jungle. <laughs> oh my. This is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could, we could crack open a, uh, a very strange can of worms by talking about Avalon, but, um, oh, gosh. I feel like Testify to Love is probably... <clears throat> It's probably their their choice if any of the members of Avalon were going to make love to their own music. <laughs> oh, that, that was, they're a strange bunch. <laughs> that that video you sent me. Yeah, the test if you the, the testify to love Avalon video is is no, really, no 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 that wasn't the one not the one it was in not of. Oh, that's right. I got to mix that's up. That's the one you sent me. Yeah, that Which, one. first of all, the song in itself is like... It's beautiful. The lyrics are... <laughs> it's like... Um, a, it's, it's like a we are not... Time. We are not like the dark, <laughs> but we can love them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's it's just a pinnacle of beautiful like late nineties cheesiness. It's yeah, so bad. And then the like the the effect they were doing with like 
the uh, they'd make like a light shine on their hands, and they have each of them would have this close up where they're like examining the light on their hands with this like astonished look on their face. It was so weird. And what were they looking at? Like they were realizing that they were the light or something like that. Because you can't have a '90s CCM video without like ham-handed symbolism. <laughs> yes, God forbid the music speak for itself. <clears throat> we have to like act it out in some really weird way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are okay, you... can you answer my original question? Your... <laughs> <laughs> your, your original question, what is the worst <laughs> CCM song that could come on the background mm-hmm. that would kill the mood? Okay. Um, see, at first I go to Ray Bolts, like a Ray Bolts song. <laughs> Oh man! I just think of like "Watch the Lamb." That's like, that's just a weird song to be going on in the background. Yes, Daddy, Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have we seen here? <laughs> um, got to be true. The the collaboration of Stephen Curtis Chapman and Toby Mac, like that. I don't know how you could perform with that song going on in the background. Yeah. All right, now, here's my anything, question. Anything by DC Talk. Well, th- that leads into my question. Is the song Jesus Freak... <laughs> is, that a, is, is that a mood killer or a mood enhancer? <laughs> does it depend on when you came through youth group? I think it does. I think it depends on what do you associate that song with. <laughs> Uh. <clears throat> <laughs> a lot of head making that song. <laughs> or I mean I'm pretty sure the DC Talk song I Don't Want It would be a mood killer. It's oh, wow. The uh, the ode to to virginity. That song. I can do the whole rap. <laughs> or the uh, I'm the not- rib- I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, first of all, I'm not going the, to. Second of all, the uh, the Rebecca St. James song where she's singing about like waiting for her future husband. Yeah. That would be a mood killer. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you, darling. Darling, yeah. which you know every man loves to be called darling. <laughs> yes. After he turns eleven, I think that's pretty much like. Please don't call me that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> all right i gotta pivot back to the second question because you have to tell me i had a three-way tie for toby mac okay i don't know a lot of his songs on his own okay. so I'll just, I'll, i might know these though but i'll read you <laughs> i'll read you the titles if toby mac was going to make love while listening to one of his own songs would he pick burn for you <laughs> yes <laughs> me without you or made to love I think it's definitely burn for you I think me without you would be like a different song for a different situation <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, can you guess which mercy me song I had on the list 
Um, hold on. <laughs> Give me a second. Mercy me. <laughs> Probably any of them could actually could actually work, but there was one in particular. I was like, okay, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. Well, they are still making music. <laughs> yes, yes, they are. I think Mercy Me gets down to the song "Shake." <laughs> I don't even know that one. It's <laughs> how about how about <laughs> coming up to breathe. <laughs> Oh gosh! Have you ever experienced? I, you you never experienced the song "Shake" by Mercy Me. No, I haven't. It's I, I want to say it's I want to say it's peak Mercy Me, and not necessarily in a good way. Let me see. What if I can album play. is it on? Let me see if I can play. You might not be able to hear it, but I'll, the, the listeners can hear. It. I'm gonna play a little bit. Of okay. It. I'll, I just can't believe where my the generous love well. All that I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's like something you would like call yourself when you're propositioning your wife. During a, hey baby, uh, do you want to visit from the generous Mr. Lovewell? <laughs> that, that is definitely a role play between two Christian <laughs> Oh man. Shake. So shake like you've been changed. <laughs> shake like you've been changed. Oh man. This this went in a direction I wasn't expecting. <laughs> but is it fair to say that probably all of the listeners expected it on some degree that it would get to this place? Yeah. Yeah. If I'm going to be on the show, we're going to take CCM songs and we're just, or artists. Last time it was the sex tape <laughs> thing. We're just going to go places that <laughs> no one goes. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it. I mean, somebody has to. Like, you're not going to get this from the other podcast. No, not that other one with the title, the name that sounds sort of like yours. I won't name it. <laughs> you know what? More power to them. More power to them. Um, I just, I, I, I need to see another Christian podcast that will do like a, uh, a that will call into question the Clay Cross song. His love is coming over me. <laughs> call it into question as, as far as like, is that the most inappropriate Christian sounding song of all time? <laughs> Before, before we put them on the same level as Fun Sexy Bible Time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's that's that's pretty intense. <laughs> so, do we have time to do tweets? Is it is it yeah. too, is it too early in the year <laughs> in 2018 to start going for start looking? I feel like with with how Christian Twitter is evolving into this outrage machine and also just how everyone is always trying to outdo each other in 
you know, um, cleverness that it's just never too early. It's never too early. Speaking of John Piper and people who get out, out by him. Were we speaking of him? (laughs) Did you want me to do a little rant about John Piper? Um, yeah, go for it. Do that and then we'll do the talk. Okay, here's my thing about um the women teaching seminary. Okay. Complementarians or basically all Christian people <clears throat> hand their like hand their children to women. Children who are the it's literally the most impressionable time of a human being's life. And entrust them to teach them. Not, I'm not talking about homeschooling. I'm talking about, let's say, you know, you live in a traditional home where dad goes off to work, mom's home with the kids all day, or, you know, she's there when they get home or whatever. Like, that's that's one of her main roles in the family is to, like, bring up the children and teach them. And, like, as a mom, I know just in teaching my own kids, I could literally tell my kids that Jesus was a dinosaur from the time they were three years old and they would believe me Uh because you can like, you can teach kids anything you want to. Of course we choose to teach them the truth. So it's like, we trust women to do that with the most impressionable time of life. But when a man is 25 with his brain finally fully formed He can't be taught by a woman when he finally has discernment and wisdom. And then he can't be taught by a woman. And I, that's like the most ridiculous thing, notwithstanding like the fact that I feel like, you know, John Piper is trying to take the biblical standards of being a pastor and apply it to seminary professorship. But it's just like, it doesn't even make logical sense that you trust women to lead your children and guide your children, but they can't teach an adult something. It's just, it's, it's nonsense. Well, these are the problems we get when we allow women to read the Bible. (laughs) (laughs) Or to just think at all. And just not to mention the fact that when you're a pastor and you're going to be pastoring, not just, I mean, we could do a whole episode on things that are wrong with seminary in the first place, like what they don't teach pastors. But when you're a pastor, you're, you're pastoring men and women. Yeah. So <clears throat> you have to know how to pastor women. And yeah. a lot of women have very rightfully brought up in the last year, like the reason that a whole generation of women are turning to like Glennon Doyle and Jen Hatmaker and all these people to be their, you know, kind of stand in pastors is because pastors are not pastoring them. Like their own pastors are not pastoring them. They're not cultivating their minds. They're not listening to them. So why, like, why wouldn't they go to someone else who's going to make them feel like validated and heard? Yeah. So yeah, John Piper. Wow. Yeah. I, I do kind of wonder what it's like to be in his head. Like, <laughs> it's, he, I, I mean, I would give anything for that confidence <laughs> to be like, well, this is probably the most unpopular thing I could ever say, but I'm definitely right about it. 
Uh, here's my thing about it. It was like, what did you think he was going to say? Yeah, yeah, I know. Because, I know. I mean, some of the... I mean, not to sound like a devil's advocate here, but some of like the progressive outrage over it felt a little like opportunistic. Mm-hmm. Of like, really? Like you didn't think he was going to say that? Like, like yeah. you're shocked? Like what? Really? Like this is? I think that I really do think that conservative, like reformed people, though, <clears throat> genuinely are tired of him being like their voice like of people's like thinking this guy is the voice of our refer- reformed conservative people mm-hmm. you know because for so long it's like he was the authority in those circles but he's kind of maybe gone off his rocker a little bit yeah i think we talked about this like in some earlier episodes that i i don't know if, i think when you when you retreat into the ivory tower and stop mm-hmm. and stop interacting with like people on the ground, uh, I think you lose a lot of touch. Absolutely. I mean, I'm the daughter of a pastor, so I know that. And when I sent this to my mom, who you know for thirty something years was a pastor's wife, and then got a job at Disney and has been in that world for nine, eight and a half, nine years now, she said. First of all, both my parents were like, what's your tweet about? (laughs) But um, she's like, he needs to spend some time in the real world. Yeah. Like, yeah, probably that would be a good thing. So. Yeah. And the other thing, like, and I don't know, maybe I I missed the nuance, but it was like, is, is it just a blanket statement here? Like, no women in seminary at all? Like... No, he was talk- like a professor of Greek. Like, is is that the same as you know? <laughs> yeah. So he, I mean, his statement seemed to be pretty like women and women do not need to be teaching men in seminary. That was what his the transcript pretty much said. But exactly, like, why couldn't you learn Greek? Why couldn't there be a whole class on how to pastor women? Yeah. Like. <laughs> how um, to have a little bit of empathy maybe and i just i don't quite understand it either because it's like not everyone who goes to seminary is going to seminary to become a pastor yeah i saw that point recently like people go to be you know counseling or youth pastors not like only the pastors of churches yeah oh but it, it's all a moot point because I think I, I think I pretty much cleared it up with my with my think piece. You totally, you totally did. Like, definitely, naked women should not. Be. <laughs> I was a little worried because I that I, post was that was one of your more like pushing it posts. I feel like not because of the content, but it's like. You literally said floor jizz. <laughs> Just like, okay, there's that. Uh, I, mean, I mean, if we're talking about this, we might as well just go all the way and lose as many followers as possible. Well, it's in the Bible. I mean. Oh, I know. I feel like that shields me to a certain degree. I was worried when I posted it last night because I posted it and I, I only lost one follower. And I was like, am I, am I losing it? Like. 
Yeah. Are you losing your touch? Yeah. And then uh, today, like the, the follower count took a took a dive, and then I was like, okay, there it is. There it is. We're, we're, we're I think what it. probably bothers people is that they think that you don't care about anything <laughs> <laughs> because you make a joke about everything. <clears throat> so they really want you to like find an issue that you're going to be like, <laughs> yes, I'm going to stand up for this. And they're like, man, that guy, he thinks everything's a joke. I'm done. <laughs> Cause that was like their one hot button issue where they're like, wow, he can't even care about this. <laughs> yeah. I was hoping that my goal is always to lose followers from both sides. Yeah. And there's no way of knowing if you did that, I guess, but yeah. that's my goal going in. You only know the people that have followed you and unfollowed you like three or four times. <laughs> Who are you talking about, Casey? I don't know. Okay, so the thing about Twitter, though, it's not all heavy and horrible. Somebody sent you a tweet this morning <laughs> or last night, whenever 11 hours ago was. Let's, um, let's give them credit. Who was it? Let me look them up. Oh, Scott. Scott in the 503. I think it's, uh, oh, I'm not going to say his, I think I know his last name, but I'm not, I'm not going to say it if he doesn't want it on Twitter. He doesn't have it on Twitter, so. so. Shout out to you, Scott. Thanks for the tweet. He's an ISTJ. I'm an INTJ. Oh, listen. Come on. <laughs> I'm just reading his profile. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. So our, our girl, Ann Voskamp, <laughs> who we just love. <laughs> Here we go. Your father can't ever do anything other than love our long-term ultimate self. So your father can't ever do anything than love our long-term ultimate self. And ultimate self is capitalized. <laughs> the one he's secretly working everything to bring to full glory. So the capitalization of ultimate self tells you that she has found something that she is going to, like, fixate on in her posts and stuff and make hers. Yes. So, like, she's decided that ultimate self is something that she wants to talk about. Like, she's coined this phrase now. <clears throat> but what does it mean? <laughs> Who is my ultimate self? <laughs> the one he's secretly working everything to bring to full glory. Ultimate self. <laughs> I actually the the Scotts when he sent it to you, he said evangelical Mad Libs could become more popular than Settlers of Catan. <laughs> but the thing is it's so true. Like there's so many adjectives <laughs> in this tweet. It is and like <laughs> secretly, like what other word could they replace that with? Some other weird adverb. Uh, well, first of all, ultimate self sounds like a like a makeup line that Target would carry. Yes. With like uh, like Reese Witherspoon, <laughs> like that's her Reese Witherspoon's ultimate self on sale at Target. <laughs> I just don't get it. And long term ultimate self. So like, whoever you are right now is not the point. It's who are you in the long term 
ultimately. <laughs> also, if he's secretly working, how does Ann Voskamp know about it? <laughs> and working everything to bring to full glory. Mm, not half glory. When we talk about like ourselves being fully glorified, doesn't that mean we're dead? <laughs> <laughs> so he's secretly working to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's such a good tweet <laughs> did you <laughs> yeah it's just wow it's it's if you're familiar with our breakdowns of christian twitter it's <laughs> it's definitely full-on theological word salad oh it totally is it's just yeah, you sent me another thing of hers. Did you want to talk about that? Uh, why don't you go ahead and take that one? Well, did you want to talk about the actual post or just her introduction <laughs> to it? Just her, just her introduction, <laughs> please. Because I try, I really tried to read the post, but I can only get so far. Before the thing about Ann Voskamp is like we're, she and I are on opposite ends of the emotional spectrum so like everything she does is emotive like everything and i'm just like can you please just state the facts anyways so (laughs) the introduction to her post how to be brave and face hard things hard habits procrastination parenting and hard storms How many times do we need to say hard? Maximum in times. one tweet. Maximum <laughs> times. Uh, <laughs> the post is all about her daughter. I think it's like a it's like an open letter to her daughter. Or yeah, it says "Dear Kid," and then it's a very long post. So, <laughs> how to be brave and face hard things. That sounds like the heading of like a pseudo edgy life weight <laughs> book that Christian women give each other for bridal showers. <laughs> oh no. Uh, those books are not good. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't don't speak ill of songs in the key of Song of Solomon. Is that a book? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think my wife and I got that one circa 2005, maybe. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Songs in the key of Song of Solomon. Yep. Title is a mouthful. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but okay. I'm looking it up. (laughs) The the, cover is really nice. It's like a, a man at the piano and his wife is sitting on the piano and she's oh, like a, of course she is. And she's in like a like pretty woman style. She's in a like a nightgown, and it the nightgown stops like right above her like oh calf no, or not this cover. This one just has a piano on it. Okay. Songs in the key of Solomon. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh, do you want to do you want to know what the subtitle is? Yeah, go for it. In the word, and in the mood, <laughs> <laughs> and. Guess who? Oh, no, that's not the same person. I was thinking, who's the guy that we always, I send you the tweets of? Oh, Gary Thomas. This is Gary Chapman. Never mind. He gave the little blurb on the front. 
And that says, these devote... Oh, it's a devotional book? Oh, yeah. These devotional... (laughs) Have you done some of these devotions? I can neither confirm nor deny. Okay. These devotionals won't put you to sleep. They may motivate you to do a few, quote, other things. But sleep won't be one of them. Uh Wow. They really sold this book. Ladies... Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was when we were. Lady, this is the back cover. Ladies, are you tired of constantly asking, honey, shouldn't we have some devotional time together? (laughs) Guys, are you tired of feeling like the term devotional is code for boring? (laughs) This is fantastic. It's like, how can we, how can we get people, get couples to read their Bible together? Just make sure it leads to sex. Perfect. <laughs> Number think, one bestseller. I think that was when we were mired in like the Christian newlywed, uh, like confusion of, <laughs> wait a minute, youth pastor said if we wait until marriage, it would be, <laughs> it would be perfect. Why is it not perfect? <laughs> Let's read a devotion and find out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, we just, we just are not. Very oh, good we just don't know what we're doing. <laughs> we need a little practice. But first, you need to read your devotional. Exactly. <laughs> oh, that's really fun. I'm gonna have to not buy that book, but find it somewhere and thumb through it. <laughs> hey, kids, let's go to Lifeway. Right, I got a tweet for you. Okay. This is from Ryan Lestrange. I don't remember if I've sent this one to you or not. You probably have. <laughs> but he uh, tweets out prophecies. Oh, no. Which, you know, okay, whatever. So this is one of them. I, I just, <clears throat> this is this is also is a mouthful. Hashtag prophetic insight. There is a new synergy coming between. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there is a new synergy coming between the prophetic expression of the prayer movement, which primarily focuses on intimacy and bridal love, and the apostolic prayer movement, which focuses on governing and ruling. This will create dynamics results. <laughs> he really was excited to get those 280 characters. I, you took the words out of my mouth, yes. <laughs> What was the hashtag? Prophetic insight. <clears throat> Prophetic insight. Yes. You did send me that one, and I really had no idea what he was talking about. The prayer movements. And, oh, here we go. I found it. So I can look at it. There's a new synergy. <laughs> <laughs> so... Prophetic prayer and apostolic prayer. There's there's a synergy coming. Yes. Between those two things. Absolutely. That's good because I was. I mean, I feel like they've been non-synergized for too long. <laughs> I don't even know what. I don't even know what he's talking about. It just goes to show you, I'm not. I'm not in this world. <laughs> <clears throat> Ryan Lestrange, you are Lestrange. <laughs> Let's um. <laughs> see now when we do tweets of 2018, 
we will we will include the ones from December. Yes. Because that's when we we do the tweets of the year at the beginning of December. So anything that comes yeah. after that gets lumped into the next year. Yeah. So this one is from Rachel Stark. Oh, I like Rachel, but go ahead. Um, bringing <laughs> bringing hot takes on Christmas Eve. Okay. With no disrespect meant for our most beloved carols, there's no mention in the Bible of angels singing. <laughs> they declare. They say. They make noise. They don't sing. <laughs> That's just... I honestly didn't know that. And I also <clears throat> don't know if I believe that. I'm so sick of these false teachers infiltrating the church with their tales of angels singing. <laughs> I thought that I thought the Bible did talk about angels singing. Like, holy, holy, holy. Or maybe they just say it. Listen, but they probably sing it because singing is better than saying. Are, are you doubting Rachel Stark? <laughs> I'm doubting my own Bible knowledge. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Uh, let's bark up the John MacArthur theology tree here. But hark the herald angels declare doesn't really have a nice ring to it. Mm. <laughs> where are we going now? Let's go to the uh, John MacArthur tree of theology, which is where I oh. go anytime I want to feel like I'm loved by Christ. <laughs> into some hyper Calvinism. Let's go to uh, Todd Friel. A, uh, <clears throat> a joyful man, if nothing else. <laughs> Todd Friel tweeted, Children are vipers in diapers. <laughs> Born totally depraved. It's to true. verify that statement, simply visit your local Chuck E. Cheese's. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Todd Friel, for, for, for uh, taking the... Uh, doctrine of total depravity where it needs to go which is bringing down our babies <laughs> yeah because it's not just like talking about you know kindergartners because kindergartners don't wear diapers <laughs> i mean most of them. so they were literally talking about the youngest of children vipers in diapers Vipers in diapers, and also I like Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> that is my hot take. <laughs> I don't know why people hate it so much. It's like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of kids around, but I guess I'm used to that it's part not, of life. It's not like they're serving hot dogs and bologna. Yeah, I mean, it's pizza, which, you know, even bad pizza is not bad. So, and it's like, your kids are having so much fun. And you can also play the games, too. And why wouldn't you? So then you can have fun if you would, like, relax a tiny bit. <laughs> I don't think Todd Friel's having fun at Chuck E. Cheese. I think he's, uh, just, he's obviously not. He's just All he's doing in... is thinking about the theological, theological implications of his experience. Ugh. Yeah. These are the kind of people that I'm not really, I don't think we could be friends. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, a lot of people hate Chuck E. Cheese, and I just don't get it. All right, well, I mean, what I hate about it is it's, it's super expensive. Yeah. So, 
it's like a deal there for the family is like still fifty dollars. Yeah. But it's fun. <laughs> All right. Well, we can't we can't end the podcast and we can't end the uh, the tweets discussion until you address the Beth Moore tweet. <laughs> I don't have it in front of me. You didn't prepare me. All right, I'll I'll send it to you again. Yeah, send it to me real quick. Do you have Twitter up? Yes. <laughs> First of all, I love Beth more on Twitter. Like, especially recently, she's just feisty and she does not care. This tweet is—I don't even know. So. This was in December, so this will definitely be included in next year's finalists. (laughs) Okay. Hi. My name is Disappointed. Disappointment used to be something I had. Now it has me. Really, Disappointed is my last name. My first name is So. It's a common first name. Most people have it. But the most common last name I know is Disappointing. Almost everyone is so disappointing. (laughs) I honestly, this is the truth. I don't know what this tweet is about. (laughs) I don't know what she's trying to say. I'm not, I'm not a stupid person. And I just, is she talking about, Like, that we put expectations on each other and ourselves that we can never live up to. So we're constantly disappointed (sighs) with ourselves and each other. But not just disappointed, we're so disappointed. And so disappointing. Is it like an Emperor's New Clothes kind of thing that people just retweet this stuff, like, immediately? Like, do all, like, the hundreds of people who like and and retweet these things, do they all understand it? Or is it just like, I'm going to go ahead and retweet this so people think I'm smart? I don't know. I feel like some of their replies, if we went back to the original, were like, thank you so much. (laughs) 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 Thank you so much for saying this. Prophetic insight. I, I, I mean, and it's also one of those things, you know, when you say a word too many times, you're like, is this actually a real word? (laughs) Am I saying this right? That's how I feel about this tweet with disappointed and disappointment. Like, are we using this word correctly? Is this even a word? (laughs) So bad. Uh, It's definitely... You you asked me, is it it theological word salad or existential buffoonery? And I said it was theological buffoonery. She's the first person who has merged the categories seamlessly. <laughs> it's. I feel like we're looking at a very powerful contender for 2018 Tweet of the Year. It really is. It really is. It's just. I don't. I don't know if people will not vote for her because of her other good work on Twitter. Uh-huh. <laughs> like this is. I feel like this is out of the ordinary for her. It's most incredible. of her. Most of her stuff is pretty straightforward and not like, you know, I mean, she had a, she had a pretty good response to the Piper thing this week. I was like, mm, girl, you say it. But yeah, the, this one was, 
The most common last name I know is disappointing. <laughs> Almost everyone is so disappointing. It sounds like something. It sounds like it sounds like poetry that a girl from my youth group would have like badgered the youth pastor into including on the back of the youth group bulletin. <laughs> or being allowed to read from the stage. Yes. <laughs> Can I please read this? <laughs> <laughs> were you that girl, Casey? No. Okay, I'm just making. <laughs> I'm just making sure. We can another episode. Um, we can talk about youth groups. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Not today.